Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters for over nine years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin from GoToby.com, and I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Commercial Realty. This show is brought to you every week by the Flagler County Home Builders Association, by Klein Construction, by American Village, a gated 55 community into which I recently moved, and by the Hammock Community Church, which is my church. Co-host Walker Douglas is off on vacation. He takes more vacation than Joe Biden. Uh, So he's not here, but we've got plenty of guests. Uh, In fact, from my church, we have uh, Pastor Mike Von Moss. We have Bill and Pat Bowler. Uh, Bill is the chair of the Board of Trustees, which I'm on, and the church board. So he kind of runs the show. His wife, Pat, is very active in lots of different church activities. But first, we'll talk about the real estate market. We're recording this on August 31st, Thursday. So we still have another week where numbers are going to be coming in for August. But we've got enough numbers to talk about what the trend line is and how things are going. The market seems to be going sideways, which is what it's been doing probably for the last five or six months, where median prices are in the 359 to $374,000 range. Uh, in fact, this August through today, it's at 365000 125 single-family permits have been issued. 143 applied for. So that means there were more applications for permits than there were permits that were actually issued. So building is going to continue to move along quickly. Uh, 24 more apartment units were issued in town center in the community called The Haven. And these are not high-rise apartments. They're they're, uh, low-rise almost in a townhome format, but they're going to be rented as apartments rather than sold as, as townhomes. So uh, let's, let's move on to the topic of the week. Uh, oh, homes sold. I forgot to mention that. 223 homes sold. And we're not going to compare this August to last August because last August was a uh, statistically... Uh, it was an aberration. The Real Estate Commission or the uh, the uh, Multiple Listing Service changed software last year. And through March, June, July, August, they were transitioning from one software to another. And it became increasingly difficult for people, uh, especially my age, to make the transition. So we were having a hard time keeping up with our the information we were putting into the system. And then finally in August, they cracked the whip and everybody got all their back stuff done. So last August, there were actually 325 homes reported sold. But I started looking into that uh, more deeply and I found out that almost a third of the homes that were, in fact, more than a third of the homes that were reported in August were actually sold sometime in the previous 12 months. So... Statistics are only as good as the the input of the, the data. Now, real estate 
matters is a real estate show, and I try to keep the topic to something that's related to real estate. And over the years, I found that everything is related to real estate. Politics rubs up against real estate really tight. Uh, insurance has a lot to do with real estate taxes do, school systems do, uh, but school systems are only important for some people. If you don't have kids, you probably don't care too much how good the school district is. Uh, I mean, I don't have any kids in school, but I do care because I want good schools bringing good workers into the workforce. But uh, people who have children will often move to an area just to get within a specific school district. And, and uh, Bill, you, you actually made a comment in the, the green room. I did. Um, about a, we, a, we recently, Go ahead. We recently, well, I say recently, uh, several years ago, moved from Atlanta. And we were living in East Cobb County. And... Whether or not you were in, uh, I'm just going to throw a name out there, the Walton School District, your property value could go up as much as $50,000 uh, just because someone could send their children to, to Walton High School. So uh, it's, it's very important. Uh, and I think so many things uh, would have the same uh, impact, uh, especially a, a family of you know, a good Christian family that wants to be at the in, in a good church, just like our church. So it, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the transition I was going to make, that, that I recently joined Hammond Community Church within the last couple of years, uh, post-COVID. And I had been in another church, and, and in fact, um, I, I grew up, in Rochester, New York, or in a small town outside Rochester, New York. And I was raised as a Northern Baptist. I was baptized and went to church, sang in the choir. I was in the Baptist Youth Fellowship, all that. But then when uh, when I left home, I kind of wandered away from the church, too, uh, without my parents telling me what I had to do every Sunday morning. It, it just didn't, the motivation just wasn't there. And for many, many years, I was in that group of people that, that might say that, well, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious, which means you, you, you probably believe in God, but you're too lazy to go to church. Uh, but I used to think that the, uh, the, the dogma uh, or, or the, the church doctrine, whether it's stricter like the Catholics or... or uh, a little bit looser, like some of the non-denominational churches, uh, were, it was just really dogma and, and wasn't appropriate. And then, um, and my wife Shirley, uh, the same way, she grew up in a very strict church home. But uh, some years back, uh, well, 20-some years ago, we had a granddaughter who was born with cystic fibrosis, and uh, that's a life-shortening disease. Uh, no, nobody lives a normal lifespan with cystic fibrosis. And uh, she, she faced it um, for 19 years. And she finally uh, succumbed after a double lung transplant failed. 
but uh, her mother's a single mom, very Christian family, and ironically, her name her name was Faith. So uh, she taught us what faith means. So we found our way back to the church. Uh, found a church in Palm Coast that uh, was probably a little younger than we were. They had a band instead of a, a choir. And the music that we sang wasn't music with which I was familiar from my early days. And uh, and it was during this time we were dealing with my granddaughter's final demise and passing. And nobody in the church reached out. Uh, nobody reached out to offer condolence or support or emotional or spiritual help or guidance. So I asked somebody, a good friend of mine from Rotary, where he went to church, and he he said, I go to the Hammett Community Church. And well, I knew where that was. If anybody who's lived here very long has driven by that church on A1A in the Hammock a hundred times. In fact, uh, when I moved here, it was still the little, what is now the chapel. That was the church. And uh, we walked in the first day, and uh, we, we we could just feel it. Uh, there were several people there that I knew, not only people from the hammock, but uh, over a handful of people from Grand Haven, where I lived from 2000 to 2011, were members of that church. I didn't know that either. So anyway, I found myself there and uh, very comfortable there. I, I suppose some of you out there would, uh, one of the reasons I'm talking about this topic today is to invite all of you to come and visit Hammond Community Church. And so I brought the team in today. Uh, you just heard from Bill. Uh, pastor Mike Van Moss is our new pastor, uh, who he, he was a uh, pastor of two churches, longtime pastor in each one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, why don't you tell it, Mike? Well, yeah, in uh, in in Florida here before, over in Pinellas County, the Clearwater area. And we were there for 16 years. Um, my wife and I, Barb, who's here and who uh, isn't speaking because she doesn't have a face for radio, believe me. But uh, but she's. Uh, we were there, raised our kids there. All of that stuff about schools and, and, and such were, was very important to us there and where we settled, where we bought our home and such. So stayed there 16 years. Kids grew up. We were ready for... Change went to Georgia, and we're in a small town in Georgia for 15 years. And now we are back here in Florida, found our way to Palm Coast and Hammett Community Church, and are just absolutely loving it and having a wonderful, wonderful time. Good. Uh, of course, we, you had to go through a vetting process. We had a search committee mm-hmm. uh, looking for a new pastor. What, what are the factors about... Uh, Hammond Community Church that stand out to you that make it different or that have, more importantly, appealed to you? There's a lot. Um, One of the things that I like about Hammond Community Church that just really appeals to me is the size of the church. I have said to folks uh, on Sunday morning several times that that we have what I call a baby bear church. It's not too big. It's not too little. It's, of course, baby bear. It's just right. And it's just about the right size that there are. There are 
lots of people to get to know, lots of people to enjoy, to develop connections with and friendships with, but it's not too big. You can, you can know people. You can have a sense of belonging and family. And I think that's one of the things that people go to church for is that sense of being in a place where I can know and I'm known. And uh, you find that, or I found that, and I think a lot of people find that at, at our church, at Hammett Community Church. Um, but also the fact that it is a church that, to me, is focused on the basics. We don't have, I, I, I've said to people, too, what we do here at Hammett Community Church, we do simple church. No shows, no smoke, no lights, no lasers. No, just, ba- no band. Yeah, no band. You know, um, now we have, we have a good time with worship. Uh, Pastor Gary, who leads us in worship, as you know, does a great job. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but we are focused on just those things that really matter, those mm-hmm. things that people want. Uh, and those things that really answer the deep needs that we have. We're focused on on Scripture and on prayer and on familiar things that resonate resonate with us and those things that help us just have that sense of being in touch with what's beyond ourselves. Good. Okay, well, we have to take a break now. Uh, folks, don't go away. We'll be right back. Hope you'll still be with us. I think it's time for a change. So um, I'm really happy and just thankful to all the voters and excited. Free for all Friday, where local newsmakers talk it out. Um, I think uh, the school board in the school district needs to do a better job at in- inviting parents and families into our schools and making them feel welcome. Hi, I'm David Ayers. Join me and Brian McMillan every Friday morning following the news at 9 on WNZF and worldwide on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Welcome back to the second half of Real Estate Matters. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, topic this week is the Hammett Community Church, where uh, I belong. I've uh, joined the church about two, two and a half years ago. And I thought I would share it with you all because uh, the, the church is part of the community for many people who are still in the faith. And it's uh, so it, it does connect to real estate and affect people's buying and selling decisions to a degree. Uh, in, in fact, um, Mike, Pastor Mike, you, you mentioned Pastor Gary mm-hmm. uh, just before the break, and, and uh, he's, he's a church. He's, he's our ministry, call him? Pastor of Worship is his pastor, type. Pastor of Worship. But, uh, Bill, you, you were around when he found us. Tell that story, because I think it's I was. It's, it's really kind emblematic. of a- it, it, it's one of those God-directed stories. Um, we found ourselves uh, without a pastor. And uh, one Sunday, we had, of course, interim pastors uh, filling in, in in between our, you know, while our search committee was looking. And uh, I got a call one afternoon from Gary Edwards. And Gary wanted to have lunch and uh Myself and one other uh, member of the of our board met with Gary, and he let us know that he had uh, been a pastor for over forty years. He was retired, and 
he loved the church. He loved the atmosphere. He, when he walked in the door, he was probably greeted several times, and he just felt the love. And he said, I would like to fill in as your interim pastor until you have someone on board. And, boy, did we need him, and, boy, are we glad he showed up. He and his wife, Dina, are such a blessing. And he stayed. And, yeah, I mean, he was he was a member of another church. He wasn't at, a member at, of another church, but it was a larger church. Mm-hmm. And our church, is, as Pastor Mike said just a minute ago, we're just right. Yeah, we've got uh, – there are enough people to greet. There are enough – there's so much love in our church. We just reach out to everybody. If you're in need, you, you have help. Whatever that need is, we're going to take care of it. And um, I, I will say, if I can jump in, that when Gary told me that he wanted to stay, he, what he said to me was, he said, the people of this church have loved Dina and I into this church. Yep. Hmm. That's true. Well, uh, I, I mentioned that the pr- church where we had previously attended, uh, people just didn't reach out uh, when when we were losing our granddaughter. And this year, I had some serious surgery earlier in the year, and there were was a time when I first, when I came back home, I was still being fed intravenously, and and I wasn't mobile, and and the doctors required that it, either I I go to an in-house rehab place or make sure I had a babysitter with me at all times at home, and the and the church just kicked in. There I mean, there were a whole list of volunteers, all the volunteers that volunteered didn't get a chance to babysit for me. In right. fact, there were so many. Uh, Pat. Uh, like you to just go over some of the special things that the church does ministry the uh, where we provide food and such okay. would you do that for me sure i'd be happy to we have a group women of the church and this group is open to any of the women you don't have to be a member of hammock community church just <clears throat> excuse me just come to our meetings um and we have people that are in charge of meal ministries and they will, if like when you were sick, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you could have yep. eaten back then, yep. <laughs> uh, they would bring you meals. Uh, we have, that's called Happy Meals. And now we've had several parishioners that have had some surgeries and some problems and they can't drive right now. So now we have Happy Wheels. So we have people lined up, signed up for meals and to drive people to appointments. Um, we reach out. um one of our pastors had passed away, and they had the funeral last week, and the women of the church all chipped in and brought food and had a very nice reception afterwards for that. Um, we, feed, we provide food for a lot of families each week, too. Right? We do. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the number? I know Mike has mentioned it during service, but it's an impressive number of people to get fed every week. It is. We have our food pantry. And at the food pantry, we will feed, on average, 110 to 120 adults and between 25 and 30 children every two weeks. Wow. And we do that in conjunction with Grace Community Food Pantry. We're their um, sort of satellite spot for distribution. Mm -hmm. And so it's changed a little bit over the years, our association with them, but um, they provide us with frozen meat. And we have someone go over mm-hmm. and pick it up. We, they, you know, so we feed the people in the hammock, and it's mainly residents who live in the hammock. 
And, and not everybody in the hamlet has a McMansion. No, they do not. Or you go down around Hernandez and some of those side streets. and uh, the, the Yeah, there's some the sad situations. People, people that live in poverty over there. There are. And another thing, we do snack packs in the summer for the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some are several communities that around us actually contribute lots of food towards that. So that's been a blessing for us. Good. Pastor Mike, um, what is uh, what, what is our church going to look like in a couple of years now that you're here? And I know we're going to we're going to grow, and we are growing. Yeah. Uh, what changes do you see? The the changes that I see, of course, are um, more more in numbers. the The people of Hammock Community Church just have a way of welcoming people and loving people, and and bringing people in, but because of that. There's something really interesting about the church. I think now the church as a whole, but I really see it happening in Hammett Community Church more than any place that I think I have ever seen. And that is this this sense of it doesn't matter who you are or where you live or what your status is. I know this is, this is a real estate show, and real estate does tend to stratify people. People live in... Different communities, communities that may have gates, may not have gates, may be in mobile homes, and may be up and down this different ladder of this way of measuring people in our society. And, and when you look at the church, I mean, the history of the church came about, of course, in the first century. It was the first place and thing that existed in all the world where everybody was the same. You mm-hmm. find first century churches that had masters and slaves in the same church and slaves were the leaders and the masters were the people who were, who were listening to their slaves. Um, and one of the really neat things about Hammett community church is that we have, as you mentioned, people who live in various places, live in, you know, McMansions or maybe live in, you know, places that are not as physically like, like nice. I, like I live in. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just like you, Toby. Um, but it doesn't matter. Everybody's everybody's the same, and everybody's welcome, and nobody sees anybody as higher than or lower than. And I see that happening, and it's just a reflection of what we're supposed to be. Yeah, and we have uh, two services mm-hmm. each week. We have a nine yep. a.m. and yep. an eleven a.m. service. Yep. So the people that need to get up early so they can play golf or <laughs> fish can yeah. come to the early service, and the lot, people lot that the sleep people. in like me come at eleven. Yeah, you know, fits your schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've noticed a lot of people who are visiting the area, vacationing or whatever, they like to come to the 9 o'clock service, mm-hmm. you know, get there and get on, with, get on with their day. But changes, you know, I, I love our building the way it is. If it's, people it's drive a, past a, it. It's a neat building. But it is. By the way, we should tell people where it is. It's on A1A. Uh, y'all probably know where JT's is, uh, north of the toll bridge. Uh, well, if you're going north, it's JT's. If you're coming south, it's TJ's. Uh, <laughs> but it's just north of JT's on the other side of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, quaint little church tucked back under some beautiful oak trees. Yeah, you yeah. got to look for the sign. But everybody does mm-hmm. look for the sign because uh, the lady who does our sign, Susie, she always has just neat things that she puts on it every week. Um, but but changes the building. I don't see any changes really to the building in the next couple of years. It is just as you said, just quaint and cool and 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 just as neat as it can be. It's attractive and I and I love it. What I see changes in is just more people, more love, more happiness, more people being together. The nine o'clock service filling up 
Um, we don't have a lot more room in the 11 o'clock service, but we got some room there for folks, but we got plenty of room for folks at nine. Just more of that and more people becoming people who look like what Jesus wants us to look and, like. And, and then if you, if you finish, if you finish, uh, your service at nine o'clock or mm-hmm. the 11 o'clock service, there's something else that's offered at the church. Uh, Pat, why don't you? Oh yeah, we have fellowship. So if you come to the nine o'clock, following nine o'clock, you can go into Fellowship Hall and you can have a nice continental breakfast and laugh and talk with people, uh, meet new people. After our eleven o'clock service, we have a light lunch, and that's always fun too. You might have sandwiches, you might have lasagna, you might have pulled pork. You could have anything for lunch, so that's always a fun thing. But can I talk to something Pastor Mike said earlier about the early church? Um, Hammock Community Church has been there for 75 years. And when the Fellowship Hall was first built, when they added on to the chapel, what we call the chapel now, it was used for voting. It was the community center. So it has remained a gathering place for people in the hammock. So I think Mm -hmm. that's important to think that right now we're very inclusive of people. You know, Mm -hmm. you feel love and acceptance and belonging when you come. Non-denominational. Too. In fact, I, I think I recall in the past we had uh, someone who was a Catholic and another uh, Jewish faith yes. person coming Absolutely. to church. Well, listen, I, I warned you that this would go fast. That it, uh, if, you know, you think it's going to be half an hour. That's a long time to talk, but it never is. And I never even get through all my questions, and I didn't this week either. But I sure, certainly appreciate y'all being here. Um, and I'm I'm glad to share the church with with our listeners. I'm glad you could help me do that. So come back next week, folks. I'll be here, and I think Walker will be back. I'm Toby Tobin, and I approve this show. 